Welcome to this week's episode, Nitty Gritty. We're back. We are here. We are here. And we had family. Not my family, your family. My family. So Maggie and Ryan Sterling were with us, and she does the uh, Low Carb Life Coach is her Instagram, and it's basically what it says, Low Carb Life Coach. She does keto coaching. Keto extraordinaire. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. I've no so Maggie's she used a my, lot of big words. She did. Yeah. I like how she was saying her brain wasn't firing today. I'm like, well, geez, what does it sound like when your brain is firing? Yeah. Holy crap. But yeah, so Maggie's my cousin. Yep. And um worked at Bam Bam's. Worked at yeah, her and her husband worked at Bam Bam's for a minute. I miss having Ryan around because he's just so technical. Like if I needed to do a post yeah. or some photoshopping or whatever, man, he's a sharp kid, but what a cool story. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's always insane to see like how I don't know if innocence is the right word, but just so nonchalant some things can start and what they can turn into. Right. And the biggest thing is consistently consistency. Right. Right. That's what she said. You know, she Well, she didn't have to try because it was just what she was doing. Like it was just her she found keto she, and it changed her life and she just wanted to share about it and with no intention of Uh-huh creating a business from it or i mean which is exactly how so many of our guests have started me included right story and it i mean she went from what 500 followers just from her normal connected life with family and friends to what 140,000 now something like that and it's she's short amount of time too yeah she started in 2017 yeah She's lost 65 pounds twice, postpartum depression, which is kind of cool to talk about that for the second week in a row and just kind of hammer that home and hopefully reach some people that might have some resources now to, to get out of it. Yep. But she felt such a difference with keto that it, it solved so many problems in her life that she just really stuck with it. And it's so crazy to see the difference between like Maggie in 2015 and now. Yeah. And so... Anyway, it's a really, really great story, and they were awesome. It's just so much success, and yeah. they deserve every bit of it. So, yeah, hope you enjoy it. All right, welcome to the Nitty Gritty, episode ninety-four. I just found out ninety-four. I don't think I've ever done anything for ninety-four straight weeks. Straight. I mean, no maybe misses. stayed married. <laughs> yeah, I've stayed married for longer than that, <laughs> barely. Just kidding. Jeez. <laughs> Awkward. But yeah, 94 weeks. We're proud. We're so close to 100. It's it's getting it's getting close. It'll be what? April? Is that when it will happen? That's too much. Well, man. according to them, the listeners, we'll probably have to stack some, but exciting guest, a relative, a first cousin. Yes. Maggie and Ryan Sterling. You're my first cousin too now, in law. Do people call Is that an, can you say that cousin-in-law? I've never understood I've, like cousin once removed. I just don't know how to, that stuff works. Like, isn't my cousin, cousin's husband? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just like cousin. It's fine. That's I think I, that's yeah. easier. Yeah. So the low carb life coach. It's me. That is you. It, <laughs> it's it is me awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. Like with with family, you know, we all just we've all known each other since we were little kids, but. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with family, sometimes you don't have to actively pay attention because, you know, it's family. So it's not like you can go anywhere. Like, we'll always be cousins. Yeah. But a, a few months back, I checked back into the web or to the Instagram and was like, 
Hot damn. <laughs> they are ballers now. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. ballers. So, okay, so you worked at Bam Bams for a minute way yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. So Hold did on. you, Ryan, yeah. right? Hold on. You both worked at Bam Bams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did. <laughs> so the connection here, if, if you are a, a Bam Bams restaurant fan, then you probably know Annie. If you're in Australia <laughs> or yeah. India, then you definitely love the restaurant. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wide fan base. Too soon? Let's not go there. (laughs) Anyway, if you know Annie, my GM, who's been here forever, Maggie is her older sister. I am. Wiser and older? Yeah, 100%. I agree. 100%. Have to be, right? For sure. (laughs) But uh, so, yeah, but when you left here, how many followers did you have on Instagram? Because it was just Maggie back then, right? Yeah, I don't think I had any. So I started my account. in 2017 so i'm coming up on four years now that is it so, yeah i stopped working for you t- like 2015 wow so i was so you, living you a different life for then. two years until after mm-hmm. so 2017 you've built it this fast yeah how cool well and it's obvious why if i mean obviously we want everybody to check out their instagram because it is really good it's just a really good mix Thanks. anyways we'll get into that stuff <laughs> yeah i'm getting distracted here but so what brought that on so you left I mean, let's let's talk about family life, how many kids, and let's talk about your dog, which I forgot yes. to tell you to bring today. Yes, I know. I had, see, my <laughs> sister is currently babysitting, and she right. is at my house while my baby naps, but what I forgot was that we have a dog, <laughs> and we don't leave that dog for hours at a time, like ever, so I was like, yeah, so the baby will be asleep, but you're going to have to watch the dog, and she's like, uh, what do I have to do? Oh, I'm she's like, not a dog She person. does not like dogs. What's the dog? A French bulldog. Okay. So cute. She's about five months old. And, um, but I have two kids. <laughs> five-year-old. <laughs> like, let's talk about it. She's so sweet. Um, so I have oh. a five-year-old. We have a five-year-old and a 19-month-old. So it's that chaotic time of life what with the small for? children. Holden is my five-year-old mm-hmm. and Maud. We call her Mooch, though. Right. So she doesn't know I that her name. Names. I just, I'm like, Cameron, her name. Cool name. <laughs> Why do you I call her Mooch? You should talk about it. Holden was the one who came up with it. Yeah. Really? Our yeah. son called her Sissy Moochie when she was really little. So we started calling her Moochie. So now she gets called Moochie Moocher Mooch. That's like, so funny. Almost primarily. If we had done that, our second boy would have been named Dewey. Really? Because Cash called him Baby Dewey. <laughs> oh my God. His so name is Brody. So funny. But Cash called him Baby Dewey. I don't know where it came I love from. the words the little kids say. Like I still call oranges bendinges. That's oh how Cohen said orange for years. It's like, hey, do you want a bendinge? Like <laughs> and only you there. know what it is. Yeah. We're at that stage with Mooch where like she'll say stuff and I'm like, okay, I know exactly what she, but no one else would ever That's possibly so funny. know. We have a journal. Like Ashley's always kept a journal. Like whenever they say something funny like that or yeah. whatever, it's so fun to look back and see the stuff that they come up with. But but no, I love, Hold, does Holden still wear hats? No. No? No. I was always so amazed. This kid would rock like a flat brim fitted yeah. Dodger hat all day long. Yeah. Like it's he like would not. take it off? No. It was so cool. Oh, he's the coolest kid. But anyways, I love the names. Like Maude especially. It's such a cool name. Yeah. But it looks like it's Mooch now. Yeah, she doesn't. My dad is always like, when are you going to call her her real name? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm scared she's going to be in high school and we're going to be like, Mooch, come over here. I'm like, at some point, I think it will let's, shift, but everybody calls her Let's just that. hope she doesn't ask people for money a lot. I know. Hey, can a I borrow mooch-er. a quarter? A little Moocher. Yeah. So what's the dog's name? Um, Her name is Birdie. Oh, 
Dang it, I'm so mad I forgot to tell you to bring her. I know. That would have been fun. It would have been easier on Annie too, but she's doing good. No, it's good for her to be around dogs. And it's also good for my favorite niece to be around dogs because she's already scared of them. Who, Layla? Yeah. Yeah. She is. She is scared. As soon as she sees the dog like this, she freaks out. That's Annie's fault. It is. So Annie texted me this morning. So Layla, Annie's daughter, your niece, Mm -hmm. is here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. She crawled out of Annie's office this morning and came and knocked on my door. Shut up. That's how that's how tight we are. Yeah. I was so sad. I heard she I loves here. you. She loves me and I love her. Yeah. Very, very cool. So okay, so 2017. We're still just Maggie. And where did so what started this? So we got to back up a little bit more to 2015. So I had Holden in 2015, and after I had him, I had terrible postpartum anxiety and depression, like super bad. Um, and I had tried all the doctors, all the meds, all everything I could think of to try to get help and nothing was working uh, to the point where I was like placed on an antipsychotic, like, and I, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. So I ended up by, I don't know what, getting into a doctor that my friend had used that was kind of like a naturopathic doctor who said that I needed to get off sugar. I was like starting my days off with like a 32 ounce cherry sure. Coke and lime and a sugar cookie from <laughs> one of those soda shops. I'm not going to like sh- shout them out in that way, <laughs> but I would go on these walks and I would just stop there and I would get a cookie and a large soda. And I was just like, why am I so anxious all the time? So anyways, I got into this doctor and he told me that I needed to get off sugar and carbs too. And so I started doing that and within about two weeks, my anxiety had like completely so why? subsided. Why sugar and carbs? So his diagnosis for me was that I had like a, a, a yeast overgrowth throughout my body and that he said my body was working so hard to manage uh, all the carbs and sugar that I was eating that I needed to bring that level down okay. so that my body could deal with the anxiety. So it was kind of like a way of taking some of the stress off of my body so okay. that we could deal with. And he did like multi, uh, sorry, he did lots of different things like emotional work, energy healing, supplements, like all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of like mind, body, spirit approach, which was different than just getting meds which i tried i tried all of them right. <laughs> so <laughs> everything i was on something for everything I so tried all of them and tried taking them every which way yes and it was not successful for right. me so after i did that so then, that was almost like a last ditch effort it's like nothing else is working i'm open to whatever yeah like i got to a point where i was just like i need to accept that this is never going to get better because I, I had gone into a doctor and I can't remember what, what they had told me to do, but I remember leaving and I just started crying and I was like, this isn't, this is never going to get better. This is never going to get fixed. I have to just accept that this is, this is my life. And I, it was a really hard place to be in, (laughs) but I had a friend who was like, you need to get in to see my doctor. And I tried to call them and everywhere I was calling was saying like, we can't get you in for four weeks. We can't get you in Crazy. for six weeks. Yeah, and when so you're true. a mom with postpartum, I mine was mainly postpartum anxiety, and you are just like needing that help so much. I'm like, I don't know if I have six weeks because I tried to get into yeah. a, a psychiatrist too. So anyways, my friend knew what was going on and was like, I'm going to call them because I called them and they were like, you can get in in about three weeks. I was like, okay, screw it. Like, there's nothing else that I can do here. Like, right. I, this is hopeless. And she ended up calling and was like, she needs to get in. Someone needs to see her. And they were able to get me in within about five days, I think. 
So I saw this doctor, the main changes that I made were dietary changes and there was like supplementation, natural supplements. How but, hard was that? You know. That much sugar every yeah. day? Like, <laughs> so what I, I bet you felt that. Yeah, it was funny because I remember Catherine was in town. Catherine is my sister. And I went straight over to grandma's house after this. It's funny that I can say that because my cousin's here. That's right. <laughs> I, went straight, I went straight over right, to grandma's Warner. house. <laughs> so I went over to grandma's house and Catherine was there. And I was like, yeah, so my doctor said I have to like stop eating sugar. And I don't know. I think I was just at such a rock bottom that I was like, I was so willing to do anything I needed to do at that point because the alternative was like I just wanted to disappear so I either wanted to disappear or I needed to accept where I was at because hoping that there was help was fruitless for me and so I that was too painful to where I was like okay we just accept where we're at so I was like whatever I'll go see this doctor but we'll see how it goes I don't have high hopes (laughs) um so yeah to answer your question it was it was okay because I was willing to do whatever I had to do. But I do sometimes look back at that point in my life and be like, how did you just be like, okay, we're doing it. My whole diet is fast food and sugar and snacks and eating constantly. And I need to up level or up heave. Am I saying the right word? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uproot all of that and do something completely. Yeah. That's that's a good one. My words are escaping me today. I woke up at 345 this morning for some reason. I have no idea why. So it's catching up with me now. I think that's when I went to bed. Yeah. (laughs) I had one of those nights. You're a night owl. I did not sleep last night. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So anyways, that's why my words aren't working. Had you ever had any type of anxiety or depression previous to that? Or is this, was this all new to you? No, I had. I had struggled with anxiety and depression since I was about 15. So I had been in therapy, out of therapy, on meds, off meds. It had been a a cycle that I kind of went through every couple years where once I felt like I was in a really deep hole, I would get on meds to get out of that hole. Then I would get off the meds because I didn't like how they made me feel. But there was something about postpartum anxiety and depression that was like, I mean, it didn't touch anything I had ever experienced. I constantly felt like I was being pushed off a building. That was how the anxiety felt in my body. This is kind of, so we just, our last guest was McKenna, right? Mm -hmm. McKenna Brown. So she started a thing called the Wonder Woman Journal and it all spawned from really bad postpartum. She drove to a facility and checked herself in because she didn't know what was going to happen. It It is a very, very scary place to be in and it feels very alone, very lonely. You know, he was always seeing me crying and stuff and like, but there's no way to convey how bad it is. Well, that's not really you either. Like you're pretty tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was used to being depressed. Like I had planned for that. Like I'm like, I'll probably get postpartum depression, but it just, it was on a level that was just terrifying. It was terrifying. See, I'm adding that to the list. What? Like proof that this was god's first world that he created oh my gosh ankles shoulders <laughs> postpartum depression <laughs> menstruation yeah there's just a lot of things like really was that I have, necessary i have a list like that as well <laughs> <laughs> childbirth okay i did a i did a home birth i gave birth to my baby in my bedroom oh, and i'm like gosh. is there a reason this has to hurt so bad could like this is how people get here right we couldn't have made it like enjoyable or yeah, I've got a list like that too. I've got some questions. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. So Ryan, as the husband watching this happen, like I've always wondered like how like I don't know, because there's nothing worse than seeing someone you love in pain, hurting, not happy, and not being able to do anything, right? And so like while she was going through this, like what was that like on you? Uh I mean, yeah. You did 
as men, we don't really know what we can do. It's so yeah. hard to empathize too. We just don't know. It's like as if, like. as yeah, if birthing what, yeah. a child wasn't hard enough. It's like Seriously. then now you have to go through this. Yeah. What? How can I help you? Right. That's really all you can do. Yeah. I don't. I don't really remember any specifics as like as far as. He held it down though. Yeah, I would really. I would <laughs> you really he's been good at that. But you weren't new to me getting depressed either. Right. Like he, that wasn't a brand new experience for him. Yeah. So there was some experience. So you guys have kind of learned. You'd learned more or less how to manage it previously, right? Yeah, I was always really honest with him. Like yeah. I would always get honest when it was bad. So these two are like homies too. That's like I have a lot of respect for your guys' marriage. Thanks, Thanks, dude. Seriously, you guys are like best friends. You're you're kind of like perfect for each other. <laughs> Thanks. And so that had to be hard because, yeah, like you guys are your favorite people to hang out with. Like that had to be hard. And like Maggie doesn't pull punches. Like if she doesn't like you, she'll tell you. <laughs> I'm a straight. So shooter. I imagine I'm a straight shooter. <laughs> That's right. So I imagine it's like shut up, Ryan. I hate you. I mean, maybe mostly just there, but, sad. But mostly just crying. Lots right. of sleeping. But yeah, lots of sleeping. I mean, he just he just stepped in though. A hundred percent, he stepped in. He's always been that way though. So yeah, we kind of heard the same thing about Scott Brown last week, yeah. McKenna's husband. Like it's, and I think that's just as important of a topic to talk about when we talk about postpartum depression or depression or any any of these challenges. You know, it's good to kind of know how to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to kind of learn so we can empathize and be there and. From what it sounds like, a lot of it is just like maintain your calm and just be there. Yeah, for sure. Don't try to fix it. Like it's not like, you know, it's all about the nail. It's not the greatest marriage video of all time. Have you seen that? I think I've seen it. Oh, Oh, so awesome. It's so fun. This lady's got a nail on her forehead and they're sitting on the couch and she's like, my head hurts so bad. The husband's like, well, let I can fix this. Like, let me take the nail out. It's not about the nail. <laughs> like she just wanted to talk, right? Yeah. Like we want to fix it. Like, no, you literally have a literally. nail in your forehead. <laughs> I can take that out and it'll be gone. You don't understand. <laughs> it is. It's anyway. a really funny yeah, commercial. Send it to me. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But it sounds like that's kind of the best way to be, right? Just yeah. be there and stay Yeah, model. I don't think there's a right way no. to show up in that situation. I think there's a wrong way though. I was good. Right. I was just thinking, like I know that like not everybody is as lucky as I, I did. Listen to that last podcast that you guys did, um, you know, where the husband will step up and where it doesn't right. be like, what the hell is wrong? What has happened here? What that, right. like what this isn't? And let's not act like having your first baby isn't hard enough. Like everything is <laughs> yeah. new. Everything you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what is right. And then you have a wife who, like, I remember I would be like feeding the baby, and he'd walk in from work, and I would just be bawling over the baby, and I would hand him the baby. I would go in my bedroom, I would close the door. Like, do you think that's what he wanted to walk home to? Like, right. walk in from work to? But he just took it like a chance. Damn, was what like, you yeah, want, Ryan. <laughs> He stayed up. He, you know. It's awesome. We were able to navigate it a lot differently with the second baby because we realized that I went downhill um, very quickly because I wasn't getting sleep. I couldn't, we lived in such a small place too that I couldn't escape the baby cries. And so I was never sleeping. Ugh. And that just, I mean. What is it about baby expedited. cries? Like the There's anxiety like level. It. It's like in your DNA. It, to yeah. Seriously. Respond to it. It's, a, it is, it's wild what it does. Yeah. Even like watching a TV show. Like you hear like <laughs> yeah. a newborn cry. Yeah. Like I just get anxiety. It's a special trigger. Yeah. It really is. Like I'm not a newborn guy. Like I love babies, but I'm not a newborn guy. Yeah. Like I remember I walked in after we were done having kids and my sister had a baby and I was like, oh my gosh, 
do I have to take this home? <laughs> I was like, no, I don't. This oh, one's not okay, for me, okay, right? Okay, okay we're doing I'll okay. hold any newborn in the world. Like, I love, but you're right. It's There's a difference between holding them and holding them at living with them. in the morning, yeah. <laughs> it's totally, because yeah, the thing's robbing like your life. I mean, it's making my wife pissed and cry and waking us up. Like, it's it's so tough. It's a good shakeup. It, yeah. <laughs> That's a very gentle way to put it. It it's rocked totally, my world. It's a shakeup. Yeah. And so it's, but no, I think it's so good that we all talk about this because, you know, McKenna said the same thing. It's just, there's so many women that don't, that if they don't that have, silently. yeah. And if they don't, you know, I guess the one upside to your story is that you understood depression. Also. Yeah. I had a history of it. What if I didn't know what to even look right. for? I would be like, something is wrong with me. Yeah. Like, no, like me as a mom, me as like a and mother, like shame yeah. and judgment that follows yeah. that. Yeah. You don't even know where to go for help. I knew plenty of places to go for. Help. I mean, it wasn't super helpful, but I knew you need to use your resources. Yeah, so like you need to call and swig. So delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So delicious. That's our I don't know if we have a, yeah. an opinion on which Kevin, one's better, but Part, postpartum medication. <laughs> <laughs> it did not useful medication. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, it helped in the short term. That's Those right. sugar cookies are delicious. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. so doctor tells you to get off of sugar. Yeah. We're like, now let's go all the way back to 2015. So I'll kind of go speed it up carb, a little bit. Right? Yeah. Go off of carbs. And um, then as we started making some like, progress. Like how quickly did you notice a difference? I would say I, I remember in my mind about two weeks of being like, whoa, it wasn't completely gone, but it was reduced so much. I couldn't believe the reduction from someone who was just living with this constant state of like, like someone was about to push me off the building. Like that's how I felt. It, I felt like a live wire. I felt like my whole body was always buzzing. And so then crying and stuff would just set me off. It would set me off the edge. So well, I like two weeks sounds like not that long, oh, but it's forever long. Like when you're trying something new, like to notice the difference. Sleeping. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was like slow and steady improvement. It was so remarkably better. No withdrawals though point. from the sugar? Like no. did the good outweigh that? So you didn't really. Yeah, no, I just started feeling so much better. I know that a lot of people, like especially when they're transitioning to keto, they go through that like keto flu stuff, like the right. detox aspect of it. But no, I think I was in such a terrible place that <laughs> the improvement was so. Wow notable that like that's what I was focusing on I was like oh my gosh this is really working I cannot believe it because before I saw him I was like I had given up like hope that there was going to be anything that could make my life better like this is where we're at this is our life it's time to accept it can we say his name the doctor Give him um a yeah it was Dr. Anderson uh-huh. I would have to look up he started working at a different place okay. but he's up in mid midvale I think midvale. yeah Man, might have to call Dr. Anderson. I mean, It'd be pretty cool to talk to because that, I mean, because you had already seen doctors. You'd already tried. Yeah. All the I even think I did get in with a um, psy, uh, with psychiatrist, yes. the ones that can prescribe medication. And they just wanted to put me on more antidepressants. And I'm like, I th- I'm not new to, like, this isn't my first rodeo. For like, sure. I've been on all of those things. Um, well, in postpartum depression, I mean, at least from what I can tell, is just a whole nother level. I would imagine that the normal medication just doesn't do it. Well, I think it's such a strong really. Yeah, but it is different. Like as someone who struggled with that for 15 years before postpartum, like I would just think the chemical chemicals are so so different. Like right after giving birth to a child, because hormones would be at play as well. I would, you know, it wouldn't be just like serotonin and stuff. It would be like all everything (laughs) rebalancing out. So I think it's a special cocktail of 
hell. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. I'm glad we can laugh now because I was not laughing in 2015. But so I got off all the sugar and then we got to a point where like he does muscle testing, which chiropractors do. Yeah. So he did, he did muscle testing as a way to figure out what I needed, what supplements, how much. Interesting. It's like, so you ha- there are ways that you can ask the body questions okay. and psychiat or psychiatrist um Chiropractic. chiropractors thank you do it by like seeing how long your legs are like it's the muscles in your body and how they react when you ask them questions and they can ask the questions out loud or in their mind like that's like when we get into the woo woo energy side of it hold but on, um, hold on hold on what Okay, so it's called applied kinesiology. Okay. And so like if I, you know what it looks like, right? So if I held my hand out like this and I said, my name is Betty and Ryan pushed on it, my muscle would respond weak. That's not a true statement. But if you say, my name is Maggie, and I know guys, I know it's super, my, the muscle test I'm strong. into this stuff, I don't care. <laughs> I know, I'm no, totally, I'm I totally am too. Yeah. So that's the way, so I would lay on a table and have my arm out and he would, he would ask me questions and test for stuff. And when it would go weak, it would show, I don't know, that it wasn't what I needed or that that it was what I needed. However, so this is something that just chiropractors do. No, I mean, he did it. Like, have you ever heard of emotion code or like simply healed like these, um, what is it called? Energy healing uh-huh. techniques. They use muscle testing mostly to figure out where the misalignments are in your body, okay. in your energy field. So I know it sounds crazy. Pretty woo-woo. <laughs> it's super yeah, woo-woo, it but is not woo-woo. when you think but of I've a chiropractor. But I've gone to a Reiki lady yeah. a few times. Like it, yeah. and it was amazing. Well, no, like, I asked that question because if someone wanted to do it, like how do you find someone who does muscle testing? You know, yeah, anyone who's doing any kind of like body emotion code, energy code, any of those kind of things, they're using muscle testing as okay. a way to Google check find in. Somebody. Oh, do you ever meet somebody doing those little what? like? Bowls, uh huh. They'll sound know. Bowls. <laughs> just ask They've them. got a sound ball. They know where you can go for energy <laughs> healing. Just like ask or if someone's smoking weed, just ask Sadie. They might know. Yeah, yeah. Sadie would know. No, it's amazing. I mean, it. I this. Uh, I've gone to this woman Melissa a few times, and it's crazy. Like the Reiki, like energy healing stuff. Yeah. You totally go in there, just like this is a bunch of crazy. Mm-hmm. But holy crap. I mean, it's like they're staring into your soul. Yeah. And you've never even met them before. It's pretty amazing what they can do. And so I, yeah. And, and I mean, you can't argue the results for you. Yeah. Right. And I think we, this is the difference for me is when I went to these, um, what would you call them? Western doctors. Right. When you went to the normal doctors, what they're looking for is, okay, you have anxiety. Okay. You can't sleep. Okay. Whatever. Right. These are all symptoms of what I'm experiencing. So what they do is they give you a medication to deal with your symptom, but we're never getting to the root cause. So when I saw this doctor, he was very upfront that what we're doing is we're not going to try to fix your anxiety. We need to fix the root cause of what is causing the anxiety. And so being able to tap into my body and figure out what is going on and what's up supplements I need and how many times I need to take them a day and how many I need to take. He was, te- he was doing all that mm-hmm. testing my body. So, well, it's like, the that's DNA what I like. Thing. Like I've got one of those genetic, this guy did this whole DNA test thing on me and it tells you like what foods react a certain way. Like all of our genetics are so different yeah. that you can't just throw a pill at a bunch of people and yeah. expect to have similar results. It's gotta be different. And so, Anyway, I mean, it makes total sense to me. It's just another way to get there. But I feel like with a lot of things with doctors, it's just kind of trial and error. Like, let's try this. Yeah. Oh, you didn't like the side effect of that? I guess. Oh, you wanted to like jump off a cliff? (laughs) Okay, well, that's maybe a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you have suicidal thoughts, call me. 
Yeah, exactly. Kind of a joke. Jeez. There's that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Call him a doc, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a note in, his, you know, in the person's pocket. It's like, oh, the oh. coroner calls the doctor like, hey, he told me to call. Mm-hmm. If he started to feel like it's sad. It's, no. it's, it's crazy. And so, but a lot of people don't kind of, don't really know where. I feel like people are starting to open up to the more holistic yeah. approach. Well, I think like people this. are being more open in general Right. to it's just finding them talking about even challenges you know like it's becoming more normal to hear someone openly talk about postpartum depression sure. as opposed to just you know it was shameful in the past and like yeah yeah because you don't want to be seen as like less than a mother who can just have babies and keep popping them out and like they are not phased by anything and you're over there like how do i take care of this thing i cannot believe i have to do this another day i cannot believe i have to get and then you're living your life for bedtime and nap time just when can i get a break from this no that's not fulfilling for anybody doing anything in your life well i would almost say it's worse here too just because there's an expectation yeah you know what i mean and so and everybody wants to live up maybe a little more shame or a little more natural to feel shame here but it's so cool that people are willing to talk about it now because that's that's it Mm -hmm. because it's i mean both of you have said you just kind of suffer in silence like you and mckenna Mm -hmm. and it is kind of hard a lot of people i don't think we're wired to ask for help you know i think we're all kind of wired to like tough it out but it's a good skill. It's a good it. skill to get good at. I think. Like, oh, 100%. I, for me and Ryan, I'm like, there is a problem. <laughs> like, I need help. <laughs> I can't do this. I need to go to bed early. Like, we learned that early on. I think probably mostly from that experience to be like, I, I'm gonna just ask. I'm gonna tell you straight up. You don't need to guess if there's a problem. Like, you'll know because I'm gonna wait, tell wait. you. Will you tell all the women <laughs> in the world that again, please? <sighs> So we can't read minds. It's it's official. Just so you all it's know. It's so much easier to just be like straight up. Because yeah. you want to help, right? Like you want to help. Yes. So like let us, like tell me exactly how I can help you. It's just more beneficial. It saves everyone time. But it doesn't mean anything if you didn't think of it yourself. I want you to want to do the dishes. Okay? I want you to. I, want, I don't want you to do it. I want you to want to do it. Anticipate. <laughs> it, it's so hard. Like. It's, I mean, I, I'm sure everybody struggles with that, Yeah. but it's, it's so true. Cause I think everybody does want to help, but, but you also have to know what you need in order to ask for help. So 100%. I have to know what to tell you. And I can't be like, I don't know what I need, but you need to figure out what I need. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. and we all have things going on in our head, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah, maybe I forget, but if you ask me, I'll do it. Yeah. Right. Totally. And that's, man, it's such an important thing to to learn but if you get asked you have to that's true follow through with that yeah right i mean that's the trick because it's tough but man so but this is just another story too i mean we can backtrack to this but that wall ended up being a real positive for you well i mean now it was everything you know i know we all look back and like the worst experiences of our life it's always so interesting to me that no one would ever take them back but in the moment you're like i would have never chosen this i hate this experience but when you look back i mean the life that i have now is i can attribute all of it to my postpartum depression and like thank goodness we were able to make something out of that um because i ended up starting keto shortly after that. So he did muscle testing and said, you would do well on a diet um, that was high in fat. (laughs) What a small world. I coincidentally see Ava post, which is your sister-in-law. 
uh, she's asking Becky, which is your mom, can I eat cream cheese on keto? And I was like, what is keto? What diet are we eating cream cheese on? Like I couldn't, that was the first I had ever heard of keto was Ava asking Becky. And so So the doctor told you like your body's going to react better if you're eating. Yeah. About 50, he said 50%. I've never really tracked my macros, but he's like about 50% of your diet should come from fat. Your body would do really well on that. And I was like, okay, I kind of just took that for whatever. I wasn't super interested in that information until something else. Which had you ever been interested in nutrition before? Oh no. Okay. No, no. I was interested. I was interested in Del Taco, (laughs) Panda Express, DoorDash, Crispy Fish Tacos, Del Taco. (laughs) If you could buy it in a drive-through, I was very into it. So no. And so I didn't really take that information to mean anything until I saw those posts and I was like, oh, what is keto? So Wow, I wonder if Ava knows that. I know. It's pretty cool. She was pivotal. And then your mom's like, Yes. <laughs> cream cheese doctor. is cream cheese <laughs> is per- she's like prescribing me cream cheese over there. All of you right. guys had a had a part in it. So then I started looking into it. Then for some reason, which I do not remember, I started my Instagram. I think because I started posting on my personal page keto meals that I was making right. and I was like nobody probably cares about this. And I saw there was a bit of a keto community on Instagram. So I started posting. Was like, keto as big as it is now? I mean, cause you hear keto a lot. Oh yeah. Now. Was it, was it as big back no, in 2017? No, not at all. In fact, the amount of keto products and keto friendly stuff, I mean, it has exploded. It was not that way four years ago. Barbecue's way ahead of the curve. I was there What is like, what, what is so good for keto? Bam, definition bam. of what keto is. Keto is a high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet. It's like you want to avoid sugars, like sugars out, most flours out. There are still, they're finding ways to scientifically alter stuff so that you can have some wheat and stuff that isn't considered necessarily keto friendly. Um, what is that wheat? That lady up in Heber sells it. The, there's that, she's blown up too. She sells this special kind of wheat that is keto friendly. I like lo- what it's normally called. it'll be low glycemic. It'll right. just be like, diabetic friendly those kind of all that kind of food falls into the same category interesting wow yeah so i started that page i i um i lost my so it was cool because i also got to lose my baby weight i gained 65 pounds with my first and i already started like higher than i wanted to be so i was able to lose that weight um and then i got pregnant and i had a mostly keto pregnancy and then i lost that weight again through keto okay so your doctor didn't say keto he just said a high fat Weird, huh? In fact, yeah. he's not a huge proponent for keto either. Like when I would go, he'd be like, you know, like sweet potatoes are good. And I like, and sweet <laughs> potatoes aren't bad, but I don't like sweet potatoes. I don't right. like bananas. Like keto right. works really well for me. I do miss corn. I do miss peas, but I can have them. It's not a big deal. There's not peas? particularly. I don't know if I've ever heard somebody say that before. That they love peas? Yeah. Like I miss Trash. peas. <laughs> Interesting. You hate peas. Trash. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> no, I love Trash. peas. Wow. And yeah. no corn. Corn. I love corn too. Interesting. Yeah. Corn just doesn't digest. Like corn is, let's just save that for the gasoline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. Actually, I do like Mexican street corn. Oh, my that's God. pretty good. But anyway, yeah. So you kind of had to put puzzle that together yourself or piece that together yourself. He just said high fat. Yeah. And so, so I found you- a diet that was high fat. I started. But the thing is with keto, the main reason why I've stuck to keto as long as I have is because of the mental health benefits I experienced. So as soon as I started keto and you get like fat adapted, you get into ketosis, you experience this like mental clarity and focus and... You've been in ketosis, right? Have what? you been in ketosis? Keto was hard. <laughs> you don't know me. what it is? But I'll, yes, I have. I've all... 
No, because I just hear friends talk about I'm almost in ketosis. I'm like, will you <laughs> shut a, up? It's a, it's a unicorn <laughs> like, state. Just shut up. I don't know what you're talking about. And they're then just peeing on those sticks, and they're like, he's so close. Like it makes no sense to me. We just kept talking about, about ketosis. I was like, cool. I'm happy for you, dude. Yeah. So ketosis basically means that your body your body makes the shift from using glucose for energy to fat for energy. So it'll start utilizing your own fat fat stores for energy, and that will be your primary source of fuel that you use for energy. And it has a a longer shelf life. It burns slower. Whereas glucose, if you're eating carbs and starchy carbs all the time, you're getting a constant like insulin spike, and your blood glucose is going to be higher. Um, and so you burn through that energy faster. So that's why keto provides this really sustained energy and focus and mental clarity that like it's so hard to describe to somebody who's never experienced it because it is magic so bad breath though is there like yes that is true ketos, there's a legit <laughs> way real. to like measure to see if you are in it it's not just like this oh i'm in it like yes so you can use a blood meter okay. which sounds really intense to people who are like outside of the keto world but i like test my blood ketones every single day because <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, it's, it's like diabetics feedback. right it's yeah. just a little like just to see how food affects you and like what what you're doing what kind of effect it's having on you um and then there are pee strips but they're not as accurate plus who wants to pee on a strip to find i mean i'd much rather do the blood vibes which i don't yeah yeah yeah. so like how long does it take like once you start eating keto how long does it take normally to get to ketosis how long does it last does it last as long as you maintain the diet so it's about you just want to maintain 20 or less net carbs a day and it'll take you like five to seven days to get into ketosis. But like the magic happens like two weeks to 30 days of being keto. Okay. Um, and so for me, that was the reason why it stuck for so long. That's why I decided to create a business out of it. That's why, like you were saying, you guys have done this podcast for 94 episodes. Like that was what keto and my Instagram showed me. I had never been consistent with anything or following through with anything or doing anything consistently. And keto was such a, a beautiful thing for me to find because it made me feel so good that I was excited to show up every day. I was excited to share what I was doing, what I was cooking, what I was learning. Um, so, yeah. So, like, when you're in it and you have a bad day and you go outside of the bound, do you lose it? Do you have to start all over again? <laughs> He's, like, so worried. His eyes are so big. I'm, yeah, so, I'm, genuine, I'm curious. Do, I'm just do you like... lose the ketosis? But, like, yeah, you do. Like, you can, if you eat too much sugar or carbs, you can get kicked out of ketosis. And if you're fat adapted, like, you've been keto for a long time, it's easier to get right back in. But if you're not, it could take five to seven days to get back in. So, a lot of people, it comes, it's a weird place to be because you can get kicked out and be like, oh, now I have to feel crappy for five days. And crappy is just in in comparison to how bomb you feel when you're in ketosis. So like once you're used to living at that level of like how that feels day in and day out, it's hard to feel different than that. I hate being out of ketosis. It's drama, right, Ryan? It's so drama for him. I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to get back keto. I'm just trying to get back keto. I'm just trying to get into ketosis. And Ryan's like, if you say that one more time, but I just love it. I just feel so good. Um, So Ryan, are you as strict as she is with this? uh, As of late, I mean, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's great because it gets rid of your cravings. It's probably the easiest diet I've ever followed. Once you get into ketosis right. and get fat adapted, you're it's cru- hard to get there. Cruising. What does fat it's adapted hard. mean? It's when your body actually makes that switch. Okay. So in between, it's going to keep switching from like burning the glucose in your body to burning fat. To, but it's when it makes that permanent switch that it's like it uses your fat for fuel and it prioritizes the fat you put in your body for fuel. Um, yeah interesting yeah yeah it's a beautiful thing i i used to have like a a pretty bad sweet tooth and it's just like those cravings just magically go away 
interesting it's worth it to get past the funkiness of yeah. the first seven days because yeah. it's just cruising after it's that like most diets are, are pretty miserable to follow but that's i mean that's why we do you can lose you can diet however you want there's many ways to lose weight but there's just a lot of side benefits to the keto diet that just make it kind of a breeze once you're in it i mean ultimately the only thing that works is what you're going to do sustainable right for like sure. yep. and so if you get into it and it becomes easier then it's fantastic right because okay. you're actually going to stick to it because the worst thing you could do is in and out the whole time yeah you know like that would be it's always that's why most quote-unquote diets don't ever work is because no one actually does them yeah right and exactly. so they're always going in going out and i actually think it's more harmful for your body that way because you're shocking in so many different ways and you never actually experience the good benefit of it yeah you just experience the crappy side of it right so that's the thing know. with keto like if you don't do it right it can't be very good for you. you know well, I mean? if, if you're at all partnering this high fat diet with like French fries and stuff that's right. high in carbs and high in fat, like, yeah, you're not, it's not for sure. Good. Like I, that's that genetic thing I got. I always really struggled with keto, but it was interesting when I got that profile back, it said like, I am genetically like not, not compatible, not that. compatible for high fat. Interesting. Diet like, it said I should be like twenty five percent fat. Yeah, like, is that what macros are? That's kind of yeah. what it is, right? Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be like twenty five, like forty five protein, and then carbs the rest. Thirty five. Thirty five. Carry the. And one. so, so it's funny when I read that I was like, maybe, you know, maybe keto's. It can't be for everybody, right? Yeah. And so I just wondered about that because with keto, it's all about. It's like eating too much protein can be as bad as eating carbs almost, right? Like if you eat too much lean protein. Yeah, that's kind of one of the um, things that people argue about. Like cause right. if you eat too much protein, then your body will go into gluconeogenesis where it'll turn the protein into, but you have to, you would have to eat so much protein for that to happen. Oh, I can eat some protein. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but it's true. Like the fatty meats, like I love eggs. Like the fattier meats are what I like better anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't too, for me, it was just hard because I just found myself eating the same things over yeah. and over just because I was so used to like quick and convenient. Yeah. And obviously I get a little boredom. sick of barbecue because I'm yeah. here every day. Yeah. But you know, the resource, you look at your Instagram and you just realize how many things you can make that are keto friendly that look amazing. Yeah. That's the hard part, though. Like well, you you the prep to has know. to go into it. Yeah, like so it, I go through stages where I'm like, I want to be creative. I want to make new stuff. I want to be on Pinterest, and then I go other times where I'm just like, give me a slice of cheese. I will put tuna in it, and I will eat that. Like right. it's, it's See, that so was me. it's about like being fluid with what, like going with the flow when it comes to like, what do I need right now? And that's kind of when you're talking about like, is it the right thing for everybody? Like I mostly work with clients who like they know that they want to follow keto, right. but they're having a hard time with the sustainability of it because they're just like, I don't know, I get bored or my husband doesn't eat keto or, you know, they have all these reasons why they don't think it's sustainable. So we like work on the mindset aspect of that. But I do think it's so important to know like, what do I need? for this to go for the, like if I want to be doing, maybe it's not keto, maybe it is low carb forever. Most people aren't right. like looking to add sugar back into their life at any time after they've <laughs> right. really permanently taken it out. But it's it's fine. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so just knowing what 
Like, what do you need? Do you need more variety? Do you need to find takeout options that work? Because the truth is some people start keto and they eat kind of dirty keto and it's like not super clean ingredients, but it gets you into ketosis. It gets you feeling better. And I have found that this process just unfolds in time. And all of a sudden you're like, I think I'm going to get cleaner meat. Like, I think I'm going to eat a little bit less dairy. I think I'm going to stop doing the keto replacements, the substitutes that are kind of garbagey, you know, like the tortillas and like stuff like that. The substitute thing you're always just looking to make a keto version of what you ate before yeah and what you ate before is probably not you shouldn't be eating pizza that (laughs) doesn't matter if it's cauliflower crust that's not true don't say that listen i know i love a good cauliflower crust pizza though (laughs) i mean they are getting better at it they are that's that's the good thing and there are a lot of companies that are coming out with really clean products that are very useful for people because ease is important um you know, you just need to know when to switch it up, when you need to try something new. And right. otherwise, yeah, you'll get into the point where you're like, do I have to eat brisket every day? <laughs> like, I know I stay in Please ketosis, no. but what if I don't? Please no. You know, yes, you could. And you'll stay in ketosis and you might feel good. But a lot of people start claiming that keto isn't working when really like something you're doing is not working. Oh, 100%. And we need to identify. No, I'm not calling you up. Properly. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm I, like, you were eating too much brisket. I can I, diagnose. I, you with I promise right I was now. doing it wrong. Like, yeah. I got... Like my trainer would just always say, like, if you would just give me like one hardcore, like three to four week session. So because it's what you said earlier, like you've got to get fat I beg, adapted. I, I beg my clients to get to that point. Yeah, like, you then have she's to see like, it. look, if you want a bowl of rice at one or two in the afternoon, like in the dead middle of the day, like you can do that. You can make it work. Like because your body will just flip right back to it. But you have to get it there for an extended period of time first. But it's so, it's hard. It's yeah, because really what she's talking there. about is you get metabolic flexibility at that point. If right. you can get to the point where you're fat adapted, then if you do decide to have sushi, like you will be back in ketosis the next day. But it's only because what you're doing in that process that's so painful to people is training your body to be like, we're not using glucose anymore. We're not using carbs for fuel. We're using fat, dietary fat right. and the fat on our body. That's what we want to use for fuel. So it is, it's magic. And I beg people, I'm like, if you have never gotten to that point where you're like, I am a unicorn, I can do everything. I could fly right now <laughs> off of this building. Then you have not been in ketosis before. That's why your friends are all <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, You no. must have never got fat adapted oh no let's do it. oh i'm very let's fat adapted it. trust me but i have Damn to fly friend. first class <laughs> it's the only place i fit <laughs> <Brent. Losing> but, it. <laughs> but no you're right and and uh, with the stuff that's out now i i really should try it again because there are there are so many more options yeah that do make it convenient where back when I did it, which was probably around the same time you were looking yeah. at like 15, 16, yeah. it yeah, was, I, I just ate the same stuff every day. And yeah. it's just, it is, it's hard to sustain. Now, what about intermittent fasting? Cause I do really like that. Yeah. It seems like a lot of keto people roll that in. Yeah. And it's because it's such a natural like marriage between keto and intermittent fasting, but because, because you're running on fat for fuel, you don't need fuel as often. And so in time, all of a sudden you're like, I'm not hungry for breakfast. I've never been a big breakfast person. And then you're like, I'm not hungry till 11, 12, one, two. So I have coffee in the morning with fat in it. So technically you can't consider that a legit intermittent fast. Um, but some people, doctors like consider that a fat fast that's kind of what i consider it i more so look at my eating it's like window broth, right like you could eat 
broth. Yeah, and and having great. fat in your coffee is going to help produce your. It's going to help raise your endogenous ketones, the right. ones that your liver produces, and it gives you energy and like mental clarity and keeps you satiated. So I love the reasons why I have that what in the fat morning. Do you use like MCT, um, MCT oil? oil, and I even put some collagen in it. I have a a thing that includes both of those. Um, but I have a small eating window. I eat between like three and seven. And Ryan, what's yours? Oh, so you do that every day? Yeah. Like you have, oh, wow. And okay. I love it though. I love it. It's not a problem for That's me. That's one I love thing I got good with for like a whole month. And I will say like, I've, I saw more weight loss from just that yeah. than the keto. And I felt good. It's hard for me though, because breakfast is like my jam. You love like, it? Oh, mm. I love breakfast. Breakfast foods are the best. They're the best. Disagree. I love them. <laughs> no, Brent I love eggs and Bell. bacon and stuff. Oh man, I don't know if I can live without those. Chick Fil A biscuits. The, those are so. I still bomb. eat because of us, huh? Yep. The buffalo. <laughs> because ranch. I was in full effect when we worked the here. Sterling eating all the Chick Fil A breakfast. Chick Fil A on the way to work. Oh. And bring food. They taught me to do the buffalo sauce in the ranch dressing. I call it uh-huh. ruffalo sauce. Like spicy chicken, egg and cheese biscuit. So good. So good. Let's I haven't had one of those in like three years wow but i think i'm gonna have one because of this conversation <laughs> you're fat adapted. It's you're worth fine. i'll be right back in keto for the next day <laughs> so when you started your account i mean was it intentionally you were gonna do a business out of it or are you just like I'm no start posting no and that's what i love so much and i'll tell you the warner family we've got a lot of entrepreneurs and my favorite aspect of the examples that i saw modeled for me were people just doing stuff that they love and Cameron is included in that and my aunt Jill is included Uh in that and my aunt Becky is included in that and Scott is included in that and I'm probably forgetting people so I'm sorry but like that anything that starts off that way like I just think that's so beautiful to have turned something that changed my life and changed my mental health into a business where like now I get to coach people like it's absolute magic I would have never it's better than I could have ever dreamed. Um, so no, I didn't have that intention when I started it. I just loved what I was doing. And, but that's what when people are turn, drawn yeah. to, right? Yeah. Like 100%. the organic. Yes. Like she's just doing her thing and sharing that, yeah. it. And it's inevitable. Like people are going to be drawn to that. And if I don't get bored of it and I don't resent what I'm doing and I can show up every day, most people don't show up every day to do something for four years. That's the difference. The only difference is I d- didn't stop showing up. And now I have something to show for that. Most people are just like, this isn't working. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares about what I'm doing. It's consistency like, in everything. Yeah, everything. You know, it's just like the hardest thing is literally just showing up. Yeah. Because everyone expects a certain type of result or something faster. So they wanted to give them something back. I didn't expect anything. I'm like, this is fun for me and try not to get good at something you do every day for four years. Like people are like, what do you use to edit your photos? I'm like my brain because I've been doing this (laughs) for four years. Like I'm so glad I got better at it because they were terrible. And sometimes I post them just for fun in my stories of like, these pictures were so bad, you guys, they were so bad. And it's just funny, but that's how, that's how it works. You have to keep going. It's interesting to look back at, the thing that's kind of stuck out to me the most is you look back at your depression. Like you've, you know, you, I would say you're more aware of how you're feeling at any given moment than most people. Mm -hmm. And that's probably because of your bouts with depression. Like you, you kind of know how to like almost self-diagnose. Like I feel it, it's happening. Let's call, let's get the medicine, like come back out of it. I wonder if that really helped with your keto like really feeling the difference 
mentally and physically once you got into ketosis. Well, because the way you talk about it, yeah, it's kind of the same face that people have the first time they try like painkillers or drugs. <laughs> it's just like it was, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. It, you know, I think of the scene in Limitless, like when he swallows the pill yep. and then. It just shows like everything firing. And that is my and brain. You know what I mean? Like, like on any given day, yeah. But are you more aware of that because of what you had been through before than most people? So you like when you felt that, you really could grab onto it because you're like, yeah. this is good. Well, embarrassingly enough, I used to post on Facebook when I would have good days and when those days would be right. Um, sequential, like when I would have a good two good days in a row. So I was able to flip that on its head. I used to have 30 terrible days and one good day. And that good day was so remarkable that now it's flipped on its head that when I have a bad day, I'm like, what's going on? Um, So yeah, I was more aware of that for sure. Like, because I just was sad and depressed all the time. So if I have the option to buy what I eat, to completely change how I show up in my life and my business and my relationships for my clients. Like it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer for, sure. for me. I don't care about the cinnamon rolls and I can have a cinnamon roll every once in a while, but the trade off is I used to eat because I was so sad. Like right. I used to eat and have the sugar because I was so um, drained in my life. I hated everything I was doing. I was just so unfulfilled that now it's like, it's a no brainer. Like the pleasure and joy that I get from sugar and eating for enjoyment doesn't touch the pleasure and joy I get from the life that I created by just eating something different. And so what I tell people when I share my story is that it started on the physical level. Like it started by what I ate. But then once I was able to kind of get out of that fog and get out of that hole, then I was able to address the mindset aspect of it. And the thought, like, that's what I walk my clients through is the, um, like, emotional health. Because we're eating instead of feeling uh, stressed and um, restless and bored. And, like, we use food as a buffer from that. So as soon as I was able to, like, clear things up in my body, my brain got more clear. And but unfortunately, then I was left with all the BS in my brain <laughs> and I had to adjust. I had to address it. all of that and my beliefs about myself and how I used to hide and lie and, um, you know, all these things I was doing that I needed to now address those minds. She was a rebellious things. child. I was, I was a rebellious <laughs> adult as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes you interesting. That's what I've got. It's a fun. Story. Yeah. It's, it's a great story. Yeah. So have you noticed that it's helped with your depression and anxiety? So I do not deal with that anymore. Okay. Uh, like almost at all. I do. If I go off of keto though, however, which can kind of bum me out. If I do go off keto, if I eat too much sugar, I, my anxiety rises. That's it. That's the mm. only time that it does. Unless there's like a real actual, tr- and I'd like to save my worry and concern for things that require worry and concern. We spend a lot of time worrying about fake stuff, which I used to just worry about all the possibilities of what could possibly go wrong. Now I reserve that for actual problems. Um, yeah. That's it. That's funny. Cause that's totally true. <laughs> I worry about stuff that matters. Yeah. yeah. Like I just say that I spent years worrying about stuff that didn't exist. Like, yeah. So now as long as I keep my diet in check, as long as I, you know, get coached, do my own self coaching, pay attention to how I'm feeling, show up and question the thoughts and the beliefs that do not serve me, choose on purpose to be intentional with my day and my life. You know, we, a lot of us are living from a place where we don't decide anything ahead of time. We don't decide anything on Very purpose. True. We don't wake up and make decisions. We wake up and we react to all of our circumstances thinking. And so I had to switch from that victim role to, okay, I got to take this power back a little bit, a little bit, a little bit until I 
take all responsibility for my feelings and how I show up in my life. So keto was the gateway that got me to, okay, now we got to deal with all the mind BS and all the stuff you believe about yourself. It's so interesting how different things get us to that point. Yeah. You know, like everyone has a different version of what happened for you. It was this. That's so interesting that like the diet, like keto, that's what got you there. Yeah. And thank goodness. It's really interesting. Yeah. And also, I just can't believe it. You know, I can't believe uh, this whole time, like I've just been shocked at how when I look back, I'm like all of this stuff was happening behind the scenes somehow. Like, I don't know how I ended up here, but I also have to show up and take accountability for all the hard work that I did right. as well. It's even to be like, I think that someone was just looking out. Like, no, I had to do some hard crap. You yeah. know, like I had to show up and do a lot of hard work and I had to take a hard look at what I was responsible for. But also I leave room for like the magic of life where like I couldn't have planned this better. And I'm so glad that I didn't give up in that period of life and be like this is my life it'll never get better there's nothing i'm not meant for anything more i'm glad that i found i dug so deep and was like we're gonna figure this out and then once we do we're gonna help other people figure it out so it's been a real full circle moment was there a point during this journey specifically on like growing your business instagram account where you noticed the shift from i'm doing this for fun to where it's going to be a business and you almost were like yeah i don't know that i want to go down that path Actually, I always knew that I wanted to help people. Okay. I just never knew how that was going to show up. And it was my biggest fear was that I was going to die before I figured it out. 100%. Like I will die before I ever figure out what this is because it was always deep inside of me about how do you help people when your life is such a mess? Yeah. <laughs> so my life was such a mess, but I had this desire to serve. But I'm like, figure it out, Maggie, before you do that. Um, those so are I, really the only people that can help other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to have some form of empathy. Like I get it. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to go through some stuff. Like I don't want help from the perfect people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want help from people that have been in the and had to get yeah. out of it. Yeah, so it started to make a shift in my business, which I had just rebranded, like I just renamed my account and stuff in, I think, August. But it got to a point where I was like, okay, I've done this. I've done this twice because I actually lost my weight twice. Um, I've done the mind work. I've changed my the way that my life looked in 2015 is completely different to the way that it looks now. It's completely different. People started looking to me for advice, um, trusting me, coming to me, and then I was... And then the combination of me getting coached and doing coaching and stuff, I was like, okay, I'm going to get certified as a life coach. And my certification was like a dual certification of weight loss and life coaching. And it just felt like the right thing to do. Um, I was certified in March and I rebranded and changed my kind of what I was doing. Cause before it was just kind of like, it was just different. It was a different vibe. And I was switching to more coaching focused right. than just like, look so, at my dinner <laughs> so yeah so like so what I is don't show my dinner though what is like the focus now then is it all centered around like one-on-one coaching so the way that i coach people is through my group membership it's a monthly membership okay um and so there's like a weight loss course that they get access to but then the meat of what i do is the coaching calls so like we have group coaching calls where i pull people on zoom and what i love about it is most of the coaching is not about weight loss and what i love about that is the problem normally isn't weight loss. Sure. It almost never is. The problem is that your kids are stressing you out. And instead of dealing with your the stress from your kids, you walk to the pantry. The pro- the we, th- we think our problem is overeating for the most part. And the problem is, no, you just don't know how to deal with all of the right. circumstances in your life. So um, that's what I love about it. I'm coaching on relationships, on business, on weight loss. And then sometimes like the nitty gritty, oh, Hey, <laughs> what? what do I Cha-ching. get? A bo- I get a bonus if I throw in the name of the yeah. podcast, right? Um, of like what they're actually doing. But what I love is like, that's almost 
more irrelevant than you would think. Everyone always wants like a meal plan, right? They're like, tell me what to eat, tell me what to do. But at the same time, they don't want someone to tell them exactly what to do. So they rebel against it. That's the yo-yo three to four weeks. Yeah. Those are the people that lose 80 pounds and then get fat again and lose it. Like it's, you got to deal with. You have to learn how to do it for yourself. And that's what I love about what I've created with my membership is like, I take people who they've done keto, they've done low carb, they know that they want to sustain that lifestyle for the longer term, but they need tools on how to make it enjoyable for the long term so that they aren't going on and going off. Um, So are all of your students practicing keto then? Like I would say 99% of them are. What I teach is not specific to keto, but it's just what I'm so passionate about. And I just feel like fat adaptation and getting rid of sugar is like so core to any health, any healthy diet. 100%. Um, You need a keto ranch. What? (laughs) A you need a keto ranch. like a keto retreat. Oh, <laughs> not ranch dressing. Well, we're talking about it. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. I'm listening to all this, and it's like, of course, every time we talk about stuff like this, I, it's just looking in the mirror, right? Yeah. Like it's so hard because obviously, I always try to figure out, like, okay, wh- why am I eating like this? Why am I like this? Like. You know, I think for me, a lot of it is just like physical pain now. Like, I feel like I've dealt with a lot of the internal stuff, lots of therapy and all that, but like everything hurts, like all the sports injuries Mm. and I should just switch to alcohol. No. (laughs) Okay. Andrew gave me a look. (laughs) So I won't do that. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But no, but food is medicine. Like that's hundred percent. You know, one thing I've noticed lately and this, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but I just like to keep it real on here, but. Lately, I've noticed like if I'm watching something, if they eat spaghetti in the show, like yeah. 30 minutes later, I start looking for spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just put that together like a week ago or two weeks ago that I'm like, wait, I'm craving what I'm seeing on TV. Yeah, our minds are very, very powerful. That is not that good. Way. Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. And you know what I've been watching lately? Like Gordon Ramsay's like my hero. Yeah. Like, I swear, whenever anybody asks me, like, how did you know how to open a restaurant? I'm like, Kitchen Nightmares. Like, I just, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. But I've been watching those damn shows. <laughs> that is not a good thing to watch at night if you're addicted to food, yeah. right? Yeah. But I was just thinking, like, so my mom, who you mentioned earlier, yeah. Camp Wander is her Instagram. There's a little plug because she's awesome. And very similar to your story. Oh, I guess my story too, your story, Andrew. It's, it's whenever I go to her house in Star Valley, like she's so far away from everything. I don't even think about food. Yeah. Like I always lose like 15 pounds if I spend three or four days at her house. When you go visit? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's like once all that stuff's not even an option, it's not, I don't even have withdrawal. I don't care. Like yeah. I'm busy. I'm outside. I'm getting sun and I'm having fun in the snow and, you know, hiking even. Like, so I'm just like, how cool would it be to have like a place where we could go get into ketosis? <laughs> a keto Not ranch. a carbon site. Right? You're eating eggs, bacon, cheese. Well, and you're just, cheese. and that you're outside, it. fresh air, do that. hiking, biking, like whatever, but you're there with coaches. It's a retreat. It, I mean, it is a retreat, right? Are we going into business together right now? You know, <laughs> it might not be a bad idea. Is this Shark Tank? Let's come up with a name. <laughs> it's all about, it's kind of like a detox, like for a, you know, like somebody who goes to rehab. Totally. That's what they're doing. They're going to get away from. Does this exist? It seems like for the keto world, like this would be a really popular thing. Well, how long does it take to get into ketosis if Here's you go hardcore, like right off the bat? 
like five to seven days. Yeah, right. That's but here's the here. But here's my take on that. I want my clients to not feel like they have to escape well, the food. You know what I uh, mean? Okay. Like, That's true. But it tell, out, but you you think about how you felt when you felt it. Yeah. How do we get to the point? Like, if you just come here, I can show you what it feels like, and then maybe you will be less drawn to that stuff when you go back because we will get you in real, true ketosis. Because I don't know if I've ever felt it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever... What's the number? What? The, the little blood numbers. Like, like I have and like above. Five, yeah. I, oh, 0. 0.5. See, yeah. I never got over like a 0. 0.6 or 7. Yeah. I mean, that that's like in ketosis, but got. it's not super deep, yeah. And so, anyway. The lower the better, that number? Higher. No, higher. higher you want it 0. 0.5 or above. And so, I just kind of wonder, like, if you had two weeks... Where it is just kind of like a little detox. You do some life coaching. You you get into ketosis. Not a bad idea. You teach people how to, like, here's some easy stuff you can do at home to maintain it. And you yeah. do it in Costa Rica. That would be even <laughs> better. <laughs> anyway, I just, like, we have so many beautiful places nearby that, I don't know. I think it might be kind of cool. Like, retreats are a really popular thing. Yeah. But, man, if you could go on a retreat and come out of it in ketosis <laughs> feeling it's all funny you're like you're leaving here fat adaptive okay yeah. you will well, be here for or at least percent. knowing what that feels like yeah because yeah. it is really hard for a lot of people to do it on their own you could charge sometimes so you money. do yeah sometimes you need a, a reset like that yeah and so anyway it's a good idea cameron i think it'd be interesting yeah I, so I it's smokers dude well, that's set up the smoker. Well, bam, totally true, bam, and that's bam. the other thing is just. So I went to. Have I talked about the Biggest Loser on here before? Like I, I went to that have. ranch. I called it Fat Camp. Have you seen the movie? Heavyweights? Yeah, I remember. What year was that? <laughs> have you guys seen the movie Heavyweights? Yes. Oh, I'm feeling skinny, Fam- Tony. My family is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that movie. Anyway, I spent a month there and I lost 45 pounds, and it was just like. But they just did it. They just cut your calories like crazy. Yeah. I was burning over 9,000 calories a day that and only being fed. Calories. They like gave me 300 extra calories just because I was a big like athletic dude. It was mostly like fat women there. So it was, I was 1,800 calories yeah. a day, which is nothing. That's like, especially good. when you're burning 9,000. And so, it's one, but it's one it was, way to lose weight. It was really cool to go and just kind of escape everything. Yeah. But it's not sustainable because I'm not learning anything. Right. All it is is restriction. They just want to send you home with a result. Yeah. They don't want to send you home like fixed. When you don't have the right? tools to, to upkeep that. That's why right. one of the main focuses of, of the work that I do is like, you need to know what to do when it's not working. You need to know for what sure. to do to make it work. You need to know how to motivate yourself. You have to learn to take accountability for your choices. And so much, of, so many of us are just like, give me a meal plan. Just tell me what to eat. And it's like, okay, but what about after the meal plan? You yeah. won't know what foods feel good in your body. Like what eating window feels good to you. That's all so personal that the one size fits all where it's like, we're just going to make you for sure. 9,000 cal. It's just like, I'll lose weight, but None of it's sustainable. Yeah, and the weight loss isn't exactly what you want. And if it's you lose the, the weight, but you're miserable when you've lost that weight, what yeah. did we even do? So that's right. it. you have to be losing the weight, but you have to learn to love yourself all the way down the scale is what I'm always telling my clients. Like, you can't have one without the other or you will lose the weight and you will be miserable and then you'll think it's a you problem because right. you thought the weight was the problem. The weight isn't the problem. It's it's how you speak to yourself. It's it's your relationship with yourself. And for most of us, we need to rebuild that depending on how long we've been at this. We have to build that trust back up with ourselves. She just wrote the brochure. 
<laughs> for the for the ranch. <laughs> yep. Listen, why do we have why do we have and call it keto ranch? Why yeah. And you could actually make a ranch dressing. That's right, we could. I thought you were talking about ranch, which I would like we to do say love ranch that in this my, family. My keto brain was like, first of all, ranch is keto. And second of all, right. you need to make a sugar free barbecue sauce for the I've restaurant. actually done it. It's this is very serious. I've done it with xylitol. Okay. And it worked pretty good. I just need to do it. <laughs> I still have a 50-pound bag of xylitol in the back right now. But, <laughs> but you know, it's interesting because we have, like, Danny Deaton, right? Like, he's, so he specializes in, why can't I think Addiction of the word? recovery. Addiction recovery, but, like, interve- like kind of the intervention, like, right? Like, like helping the helping family with the addict. Like, it's, it's focused more on, like, the family of the addict, not necessarily the addict. Okay. Like, why don't we treat food like that? You know what I mean? Because yeah. for a lot of people, it is their drug of choice. Yeah. So, you know, the whole like rehab, retreat, whatever we want to call it idea, like it would be awesome to go to that biggest loser thing and not have to freaking hike 16 miles a day. Okay. So no hikes at the ranch. And, no, hikes are fine. <laughs> but they were using exercise, exercise and calorie restriction to get a result. Well, and that's such well, like the old way lose, of thinking. It, it is. It's so outdated but now. But man, that what if you did go on a few hikes, did some yoga, so right? So you mean add some self-love in but there. But we're yeah. talking like life coaching and group sessions. and yeah. But that's kind of what rehab is. Like yeah. you do come back with tools yeah. other than just detoxing. Yeah. It's about dealing with the emotional aspect of it. And I think we spend too much time focusing on the overeating and the eating being the problem when the eating, again, like we talked about earlier, oh, right. is the symptom. Why are you eating? Like that's what well, people and, have to ask themselves. And to feel that good at a place like that and then get a big barbecue meal at night. <laughs> oh, like dude. not some almonds and some lettuce. <laughs> and some boiled chicken for you. Oh, good Extra hell. boiled chicken. I wanted Salt to go back pepper. in that kitchen. That's why I love it. I'm like, I can eat cheese people. and lose weight. Like this is yeah. the dream. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's I think so we're on to something. I think, I, I think it's, I think people need to have something like that. Ketoranch.com is available. It is. No one's sitting on it. How much? We need to hurry. Thirty thousand. We gotta lock it down before this airs. <laughs> oh my god! Keto ranch. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, call me. I'll be your first client at Keto Ranch. So yeah. So right now is that is most of your work now done with the coaching then? Yeah, that's okay. the way that I mostly do all my coaching, and then yeah, we have coaching calls, and then it's just like a supportive community of women who are like you know they've tried everything and they've tried the meal plans and they've tried the challenges and they've tried the thirty day whatever, and it's just like. It works for a little bit, and then they get these results that aren't sustainable, and then they feel like again, like there's a problem with them. Like is it mainly women? It yeah, yeah. So it is women in my in my membership okay. that I coach. And then how do they find you? Is it all through Instagram? Yeah. So you can go to my Instagram, which is at Low Carb Life Coach, but for my membership, the website is vibewithmaggie.com because it's called Vibe Club. That's my membership. I love it. Vibeclub.com was fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> we didn't get to tell you guys that part of the story. I'm like, oh, we know about people sitting on those domains, right? Like, how bad do we need? Wait, it? wait, wait, hold on. Let's hold off on that for a little bit. That's what they wanted was 50 G's for that. Vibeclub.com. Yeah, I just found one that asking 150 grand for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's no what joke. I was looking for. It's no joke. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah, maybe we'll get it. You know, in a couple years. <laughs> but for right now, if you want to uh, vibe with Maggie, you can go to New Vibe Club XXL. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm right. bet it's available. <laughs> I could could get us some sketch to a sketchy play. <laughs> There's only two X's, Maggie. XXXL. So <laughs> totally available. Just not dot XX. There's there's one thing, and this is me knowing Maggie, like her being family. I'm gonna ask Ryan this question, and I don't want to get you in trouble. 
But there's something that I really want to talk about. What was Maggie like in 2015? Like, um, like what was her day normally? Just a lot of sleeping, a lot of getting up and snacking on Doritos. But she's not. She wasn't much different than she is now. Just suppressed, right? Like who I was as a person wasn't different, but everything I like did was different. See, I've always, <laughs> like she was just muted and very like I've always like you're naturally an introverted person, right? Yes. And that's the other thing, like just seeing your, you know, Annie's still kind of like this, like you'll invite her to go do something and she's just like, yeah, I'm just going to be at home. You know what I mean? Like she, it's funny to see like all this, just the way that you carry yourself on your social media, like you're, you've just kind of, I hate the word bloomed have i bloomed? i was gonna say blossomed <laughs> she's blossomed <laughs> but i mean it's Watching a, it's, it's a totally different person yeah it is like and i mean it in the most complimentary way possible it it's crazy to see the difference between because this is probably the first time you and i have sat down and talked to each other for a few like yeah. for an extended period of yeah. time for a few years since right. bam bams yeah and holy crap it's incredible thanks dude I mean, really, it's yeah. so, it's so crazy to see the difference. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's such a testament to what you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, it, the whole time I'm sitting here like, I got to give this another shot. Because I mean. <laughs> I've recommitted you. What, what a change. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm going to invite you to Keto Ranch. <laughs> I'm going to invite you to Keto Ranch, bitch. Okay? <laughs> I own half of that. All right. I'm going to be the brochure person. You're going to, it'll be me and then you're going to open it and it'll be like me again. It's like, that's the same guy. <laughs> My life was changed at Keto Ranch. One- <laughs> <laughs> it's not a trifold anymore. It's a, it's just one fold. No, but it's, re- I mean, it's amazing. And so it's, it's really, really cool. And Ryan, like you're shredded now a little bit, (laughs) like you're buff. If you guys want to see a great video, watch the spotting video on their Instagram where uh, Maggie has to spot Ryan doing some incline bench. She didn't know I was recording. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) she didn't? I was set up. No, don't you see my eyes at the very end? See him walk to the camera and then I look at the camera like, oh, you were recording. Oh, that's really funny. Oh, so good. Yeah. But how has it changed? So Ryan, I mean, we've talked so much with Maggie, but how has it changed you? Like, how are you different kind of seeing all of this and being involved? Because I mean, you're, we'll call you without this sounding insulting, like the brains behind the operate, like we've seen this a lot, like with Todd and Susie, for example, like Ryan, he knows photography, he can build websites. Like he's, he's a very technically talented person. So like, you're not doing your other, like you've quit your other job and you guys are doing this full time now. Not quite, but I have an exit plan for sure. Wow. I just, I love it. I think it's so, it's amazing. It's, 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 uh, you get the taste of, of, not trading time for money and not answering to somebody anymore. And you're like, well, I can't go back. It would be really hard to go back. (laughs) You know, really hard. Impossible. Oh man. So, I mean, yeah, that's really what's driving me these days. And I definitely do have, I work in tech, but I, uh, I mean, it's gotten us, it's allowed you to quit your job and, and build your, your Instagram, but there's definitely an exit plan for sure. And I mean that, but it's cool because I imagine for you, because I feel you're a pretty creative person. Yeah. And I would imagine like there's so much 
opportunity is for creativity in doing this. Oh yeah. With all the different social media pod you guys are doing the podcast. Yeah, and he does I'm so graphics. I mean he's <laughs> he's a professional he always has ideas and he's able to put crap into Well he's got you a know? good you have a great eye. Like you Thanks. you know what's what's in, you know, as far as websites, photography. So I mean have you enjoyed it? Oh yeah. It's it's one of the funnest things we've ever done. I've I've built all these skills over like the last five years that like I've gotten really good at and like, oh wait, I can use these for this instead of like trying to service other people using them. Right. And so it's just kind of like been this thing that's just It's another mad. one of those things where we're like, how did this happen? That over the last five years he's been teaching us he's been teaching himself how to design and how to photo- photograph and all this stuff that all of a sudden now we've met at this point where like Maggie has a business, Ryan has all these skills and we're just totally right. Putting it all it's almost laughable because I used to be into like music and audio and stuff and like now I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> you know it's yeah. crazy and we have a podcast too that we do weekly that he has been on with me it's called the sustaining keto podcast i don't think we mentioned that we but talked about that so what do you guys talk about i have it right here I was, gonna, I was gonna drop the oh, no, you. you're totally good uh, but we've been doing that podcast since november of last year and it is just about sustaining the keto lifestyle but it's funny because it's not what you would think it's not like what to eat and most right. of what i do isn't about that because if your brain is in the right place if your mindset is in the right place Every, what you do follows by itself. You don't even really have to decide because you're coming from the right place. So it's mostly mindset based. We did one episode that was <laughs> called How to Eat Keto and we basically told everyone to, to be resourceful. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, use Google. Like it's not, it's not what you want to hear, but until you start taking accountability for figuring stuff out, there's no better skill you could learn than to figure right. stuff out. So I, right. most of my work is encouraging people to be resourceful, use the tools that serve you, ignore the ones that don't, you know? So it's, it's really fun. And again, another one of those things where I'm like, I cannot believe I have a podcast for over a year. It's so like, funny. It's like, wild. It, it's it, what's great about you two, and I think this is what what people have liked about our podcast is with Ryan and Maggie, you will always get real, mm-hmm. right? They will keep it real. I probably you probably cuss. Yes, a the lot. feedback we get is always cussing. about they keep it real. They're so down to earth, right? Yeah. And See, we're just, quit making we're fun just of it, Maggie. Yeah, because it's true. Like that's what people. <laughs> People want that, right? Yeah. And that's, and it's sometimes hard to find. Yeah. But you will, you will definitely get real with these two. Curse words, so. too, yeah. Yeah, super. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. He while. was, he was supposed to bleep out f words. Yeah, you got to bleep out for it. me, and I, he bleeped them out on the intro, and he left them on. <laughs> so that's why we need a podcast guy. <laughs> 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 Ryan's he's wearing I'll so cuss many and I'll see hats. Brent, like right, like he's right the time down. Like <laughs> oh geez, <laughs> 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was like Ryan, you didn't edit out the other one, so it's just me being like. F the scale, F weight loss, <laughs> literally. And I said it intense. So anyone with kids was probably like, uh, but anyways, yeah, we do. We keep it real in it. It is. It, a lot of people just say it's like sitting at a table and chatting with us because we just, you know, awesome. we're just hanging out. So how is this? I, we will wrap this up, but marriage, like help the marriage, hurt the marriage. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's helped either. Mar- like, does it, has it made a different, like working together? We've worked together in the past. We've actually worked together three separate times. And so we recently, just this week, decided to add a bonus podcast weekly called Off Topic Tuesdays. And the one we did, because I asked people like, what do you want to hear about? They wanted to hear about our relationship. So we actually go into depth about what we think has, you know. Yeah, we worked in a call center together. We worked at Bam Bams together. I I think it's unique to be able to work with your spouse. Like we're together 24-7. Unique is a word. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think most people... I think it's impossible was the word that came to mind for me. I'm just kidding. My wife would kill me. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's ma- it's meant for everyone, but we you're right. We have always been very compatible, and we also learned good skills at the beginning of our marriage. When did you guys meet? High school, right? No. It was after? Yeah, 2009. Oh, really? Yeah. In Utah or California? California. Wow. Yeah. We've been together almost 12 years now. So cool. Yeah. Just perfect for each other. Yeah. I know you love that sappy stuff, Ryan. <laughs> he, he That's why I hugged him you. when he walked in. <laughs> Get over here, I big guy. I felt it. You know, just like, oh. Love. But but no, such a cool. How did you guys meet? Um, just mutual friends. Yeah. Yeah. Mutual Sparks friends. flew. Of course. Of course they did. Of course they did. <laughs> Classic love story. They love talking about it, as you guys can tell. Yeah, we're like all awkward. We're like, it's so uh, funny. So we have such a female dominant, like, our audience Fan is like 85 90% female hmm. and we get that feedback all the time like if somebody starts talking about how they met go down that road oh my gosh how funny so yeah <laughs> we you know we like to talk about it a little bit but but yeah i think you guys are have a pretty awesome marriage and Thank so you. you guys are kind of made for each other so it's That's very fun. cool so what's next what's like what's what's do you guys have anything planned that you're not doing i mean besides our new ranch of course. Um, now I have a whole new to-do list. That's right. Um, but we actually, I just launched that coaching membership in October. So that's kind of where my focus is right now. And Ryan's just helping me just go further faster, you know, because right. I'm so used to like doing everything on my own that like we're able to put out more quality content because I have his help and I have his eyes and I have his learning. And so we're just kind of now teaming up to just provide more value to people right in more ways kind of the emphasis right now yeah and then like a lot of free like so much free content on our podcast (laughs) like hours and hours and hours and hours so we try to help people uh in all different ways between the instagram and the podcast and the coaching and all that so last question i have is kids how how has the diet affected how they eat like, has there been changes there? Because that's something we str- struggle with at home a lot, yep. right? Kids just yeah. don't eat like they want to eat their Ramen things. Noodle, but like garbage, keep, yeah. I would say a they're lot. They're definitely in ketosis. <laughs> <laughs> I would say a lot of what, like a lot of the junk in our house that I wish wasn't there is there for the kids. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. So what's different about... I mean, are they eating the same as you guys? We were just talking about this the other day, though. <laughs> yeah. They eat junk for sure, but... I think we need to give ourselves a little more credit because there's no sugar in the house. Because Holden okay. turns into a demon if he has sugar. Like we're talking <laughs> because two he, ne- cookies he never has it, and it's like crack cocaine. Like I'm not kidding you. Like he turns into this kid that I don't even recognize, and that's when we realize, oh, this kid doesn't ever have straight sugar. Like cookies, donuts, right. candy. But so yeah, you're saying they he eats eat, junk, but there's yeah. no sugar. He eats I don't junk. Think, yeah, that doesn't count. Right. You can't call it junk if there's no sugar in it. It's just like goldfish crackers and hot dogs and stuff. I mean, there's a little bit of sugar in goldfish crackers. <laughs> no, it's not the sugar. It's just junk. It's just like over-processed stuff. But like right. you need to get kids to eat, you know? Like I would yeah. love anything But no sugar? Eat. That's crazy. Like that's huge. Yeah. That's hard. Like could your house function without sugar like your kids? So Cash is doing the no sugar right well, now. Well, okay, listen. I... That kid is, he's a little wheeler dealer. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would never do that. It, like, my parents could offer me 10 Gs and I probably wouldn't be able to do it. Or at least I would just lie about it. But my 11 year old made a deal. If he didn't eat sugar for the whole year, we'd pay him 500 bucks. Oh, oh my gosh. A little entrepreneur. <laughs> and he's doing it. <laughs> That's like, amazing. I tried to get him to break it the other day and he didn't, wouldn't even budge. That's I was just hilarious. like, 
And then he convinces his grandmas to pay him more too. (laughs) I love it. I don't don't know what the pot's up to now, but in in the name of health. Yeah. I'm going to offer him 600 to eat a donut. (laughs) Yeah. I'll offer him half of what the total pot is. So like if grandma, if it's like 1200 bucks, it'll be like $600 and you can end this right now. I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But no, that's impressive. Was that a process? Well, another thing is like we've done so many swaps in our house. Like we don't use regular ketchup. Right. We don't have like, I mean, not that kids his age drink soda, but like we don't have sugar soda. Like there's so much stuff that like we just don't have in the house. But when it comes to like eating Anytime they eat anything keto, I'm like thrilled. Right. You know, like meatloaf the other day or like salmon. My baby will like salmon. Like I always feel proud, but it's not the norm. They're eating chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. But I mean, not having sugar, like, because I think that's important for the adults too, right? Like, man, if there's Captain Crunch in the cabin, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Like, it'd be awesome if they're like, we go to my mom's. Like they cook every single meal. Yeah. There's no like quick anything. Nothing processed and ready and to go. And it's just so much better. But it's also easy because you're just, there's so much to do there. Yeah. Like you just head outside and have, so it's a hard thing to do. So I just kind of wondered, do they have their own separate They've got a place staff? of the pantry and it's, but no sugar. it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I feel some guilt about it, but in time, I just hope to teach them the, I mean, cause you got my genes, unfortunately, half of them are mine. Just that like food affects us in a way. For and sure. I, what I want them to do is pay attention to how does food affect you? And right. sugar is like crack cocaine for you, Holden. I, we 100%. can't do the sugar like, but I hope that they'll be able Blacks to be in touch out. enough. I mean, you wouldn't, I just thinking about it now is making me like get like, it's so bad. So I just hope that if there's anything we can just teach them, like foods feel good or bad in your body. Foods are going to produce a feeling for you in a way that you show up in your life. And I want you to be able to choose that on purpose and pay attention to that. But I'm not going to be like, Hey, no, you have to eat keto. Like I couldn't, I I couldn't if I tried. You had to cut all that out or was it like a process? Of like getting rid of the sugar in your house. Like did he did he transition into not eating sugar with you guys transitioning? No, into sugar? I've never like had juice in the house. Like I've never seen a reason for him to like drink sugar, you know. So I've always right. chosen things that are like no sugar added, limited on the amount of sugar in it, that it needs to be like nine grams or less, just because they're kids. Like, you know, right. like it's just not necessary. So yeah. We what we never had a ton use? in it. What's your favorite sweeteners like for the keto? Yeah, I love Lacanto. They're actually a Utah Lecanto. company. Do you know of them? No. Monk fruit. Just give really? them a, a, mm-hmm. free, a free shout out right now. But they're a monk fruit and an erythritol blend. And it's the most, and it measures one to one. So interesting. When you said to use xylitol, I was like, you should use Lacanto. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't really. Well, yeah. They've got a granulated and a powdered. Dude, I, made a, I made a rib glaze with their golden sugar. He is filling it with rib glazes. Yeah. Do you guys work with them? Um, I have in the past, huh. not ongoing, but very cool. We'll have to get some. Maybe I'll make the barbecue sauce with that. Mm. Yeah, because that's the xylitol has kind of a funky. Yeah, yeah. And aftertaste. It's like real poisonous to animals. That's why it we're is? just like deadly poisonous. Yeah. Whoa. I know. I didn't know that. That's a little creepy. Did you know that avocados and grapes are also poisonous? Because all ever since we got this dog, I've been googling stuff. She'll have a grape in her mouth, and I'm like, I had no idea. How yeah. Do, yeah. How do people yeah. keep dogs alive? Yeah. I Chocolate? couldn't put avocados. Yeah. I didn't know the avocado one. Avocados. I have a, like, you know, so anyway, and we don't buy grapes anymore. Oh, yeah. She's the just... mo- Did you say the mooch? <laughs> I said mooch. You said and mooch. Oh, I, said, oh, I thought you said <laughs> the, the mooch. mooch. The <laughs> mooch. <laughs> You're like, that is next level. Oh, my God. The mooch. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. Thank like, you guys. Thanks so for having really, us. Thanks for having us. Like, follow them, sustaining keto podcast yes low carb life coach yes hold or ryan has a and then keto ryan keto ryan like Mm. yeah yours is getting awesome too thanks 
Ryan really likes to talk about himself. <laughs> if you, <laughs> He's as a self-promoter. He really is. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much.